Hello adventurers, welcome to the CritCast podcast. We upload new episodes every Wednesday. Um, we'll join our adventurers. Uh, if you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves, what you look like, um, and your class, uh, as well as maybe what you're doing, um, and we'll go from there. All right, uh, Torvrol, do you want to give us a quick description of yourself uh, and start us off? Sure. I'm Torvrol Crackhand, a dwarf cleric, um, short, red hair. I, I hit things. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, at this moment, give me a quick uh, what? What? What's uh, as you're kind of coming to waking up? What are you uh, thinking? Well, I guess I'm wondering about my friend Tobias because I didn't see him whenever I went to bed last night. And so I'm hoping that when I go downstairs, I'll find him sleeping on the couch. Perfect. Idana. Um, hello, I am Idana Tiradon, a Dampier rogue. I have dark brown hair that is slowly fading to a silver color with currently blue eyes, usually red. Um, I am currently asleep in the house of Nimsy after having murdered her to appeal to whatever has possessed me from the knife that I have gained wonderful tobias or uh i'm a yeah i'm a i'm a dead guy at the bottom of a lake <laughs> that's right Sad. last episode was uh unfortunately uh saying goodbye to tobias as he did his best to catch a large lake monster um Avenge me, my dwarf friend. Avenge me. <laughs> uh, we... I have to get on a boat. Torvrol uh, and Idana had very interesting nights uh, as well. Uh, as a recap, quickly, Idana uh, killed Nimsy Huddle, the Speaker of Lonelywood. Um, in her house and uh, quickly went upstairs and fell asleep. Uh, it was mostly at the bequest of a, uh, a specter, somebody that only Idana could see, um, probably to do with the knife, right? Uh, yeah. Torvrol, you went to investigate a terrible uh assault on a what's his name danith and um get to know a little bit more of the resistance that is happening within 10 towns against the politics uh, like anyone knows politics is a fool's game there's lots of motivations uh and secrets uh, that seem to keep fueling different parts of that machinery. Um, you found out a little bit about a 
town called Care Dinaval and about a uh I guess the term was devil worshipping town uh not much more than that except be careful be careful be careful <laughs> um and Kranich, uh was your connection there in uh the uh castle the keep of Cairdinaval uh you uh also came home to a meticulous house uh something that was a bit of a shocker for everyone uh, where Nimsy had gone, but you were none the wiser at this moment uh, as you went upstairs and slept the whole night through next to Idana, not knowing any wiser. Tobias, unfortunately, sleeps at the bottom of a lake. Uh, Torvrol and Idana, you both wake up. We've kind of... Um, checked in on you but as you're kind of waking up to the I don't want to say sound of roosters as much as the sound of a busy house I guess is more accurate yes there are roosters crowing but there seems to be a lot of um, hubbub if you will going on downstairs Idana um. You want to go get some breakfast? Um, sure. Also, um, question. DM, before we go any further, since it is a new day, do you want me to make that charisma saving throw against actually, the knife? You know what? This is a great time uh, to cover over what you dreamt <laughs> through the night. Oh, how lovely. Um, let me roll my d20 really quick just to narrow this down. I rolled a two, which is lovely for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, you dream of that figure that you saw before killing Nimsy Huddle. That figure seems to be walking in the um, snow leading you somewhere familiar somewhere that although it you can't quite place it you know you've been there before have you been there you just can't it's so familiarly unfamiliar almost anxious in a way you feel that you need to follow this odd trail this footprints in the snow that you can't quite see but you know they're there um as you see that statuesque figure of the long matted hair, pale skin, purple lips, dead, cold black eyes staring down at you. Um, before you wake up, they whisper one last thing. Come and see me. Of course, you wake up to Torvril asking... Uh, should we get some breakfast? <laughs> uh, roll me that uh, saving throw. All right. 14. You feel back to your normal self. That dream seems like a dream, seems out of place, seems like a nightmare, but... Ugh. Today's a new day. You start anew, Idana. Am I aware of what I did the other night? Hmm... 
No. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. All right, yeah. Let's let's go get some breakfast, my friend. So, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and head downstairs, uh, assuming that that was what the hubbub was, was them, you know, making breakfast and getting started for the day. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, you head downstairs. Uh, it seems a little bit frantic. You can hear the sound of children, uh, halfling children. Uh, they seem about half half a octave higher <laughs> than most children as they run around uh, kind of screaming, laughing, playing with different types of toys. Uh, you see a human made. Uh, with a very kind of bushy, red, frantic hair. Uh, they seem to be uh, disheveled, unorganized, uh, kind of beside themselves, uh, taken aback almost, as they seem to be just doing a handful of things all at once. As they notice you and they, uh, uh, the character looks at you and says, Oh, hey, hello. Uh, you were here from last night, Nimsy's friends, right? Hi, hi, yeah, we came here with uh with Nimsy. I'm sorry to uh surprise you down here, but we were hoping to scrounge up some breakfast. Where's oh. where's Nimsy? Is he around here somewhere? Uh, actually, I was uh, hoping you would tell me uh, where she had gone off to. Uh, I was woken up by the kids crying, um, and that's just not like her to just disappear. But uh, I. You know, she's a speaker. I guess this is uh, a way of uh, the speakers. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe maybe she had some early morning business. What with the vote last night, Noel? Maybe we've got... She had some something she needed to go take care of. Uh, I'm hoping so. <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be my day off, but, you know, I, I get it. She, she's trying the best she can, uh, being a single mother and all. Uh, you said something about breakfast. I'm making some potatoes here. They're about uh, roasted up, and uh, I do have a few pork sausages and some salted fish. I want to... Actually, you haven't seen a, a, a real tall human fisherman, have you? He, he slept over here last night too, but I, when I came in late, he, everyone else had gone to bed, but I, I didn't see him on the couch where he was supposed to be. Uh, not he wasn't the... there. Mm -mm. God. Huh. Yeah, we came downstairs. If anyone was asleep down here, they definitely would have been awakened by all the noise. I'm sorry, I didn't see anyone. Uh, I wasn't really looking, but... Uh, trust me, I would have known if anyone was awakened down here. Uh, you know, these little ones seem to be very busy. I uh, always got something going on. Um, I mean, you couldn't really miss him. He's a large fellow, so... I mean, I guess if you didn't see him, he's not around. Uh, most people tend to go kind of by the White Wolf Tavern in the round if they're looking for work. Maybe check that way? Okay. okay. Maybe, maybe Tobias and Nimsy ran off doing something. Maybe. She um, kinda... question, DM, before we get too much further, how much does Idana actually even remember? Like, does she remember coming to town? Does she remember being with everyone? Like, Everything... what all are the lapses in her memory? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, what do you remember? Let's make a wisdom saving, or a wisdom check. Let's see what okay. you were conscious of. 
in all of this. Funny too. The good news with a 22 is you have rarely a recollection of the events that happened last night as much as you know that you came here with your friends that uh, you kind of had a debate amongst uh, politicians Um, there was a vote um, but it's all kind of hazy to you Uh, almost like a distant dream that you've woken up from and if you try to remember it you might get there but it's just out of reach good to know Um, well, I guess let's dig into this breakfast and then we'll head over to the tavern and see if we can find Tobias. Sounds like a good plan. Wonderful. Some potatoes. (laughs) And some sausage, heck yeah. (laughs) Uh, you guys are plated up. Uh, you see this, uh, maid kind of bouncing around doing many different chores many different things at one point the halfling children make you a trail for the wooden horse toy that they have in their hands to kind of go up down your shoulders and around as they uh, use you as kind of mountains or hills in their imagination as they go around uh, sweet little children uh, not really minding uh, the current stress that is clearly thickening the atmosphere as you're starting to worry about Nimsy and about Tobias. You eat your food um, and uh, it sits well. She's a good cook. She's a good mage. She's done this for many times. Uh, you feel real refueled uh, and ready for the day. Uh, what would you like to do? Anything else in this house? No, I think I'm going to go ahead and go looking for Tobias. Um, Nimsy also, but really I'm kind of worried about Tobias. Yeah, my mind is definitely on where the heck Tobias might have gone to. Perfect. You guys are able to say you're good. Oh, good. Please, please. Um, Question. Does Adana's have red eyes right now or blue eyes? Red. Good question. Red. Hey Donna, your eyes are back to red today, so that's must be feeling better. You had a you had some some blue going on there, which, well, I like some blue eyes. It, it didn't quite fit on you very well. Blue eyes. Aye. Yesterday uh, your eyes were bright blue. That. That's weird. Oh, what do you mean? I mean my my eyes are red. I but they were they were blue. They were shining bright blue. Kind of they actually they looked a lot like the eyes of your old shipmate. Really? I But yesterday when I asked you about them, it didn't seem like much of a problem, so we just kind of forgot about it and I didn't really think of it again until I saw your eyes this morning. That's really weird. Um I mean, I think I would realize if my eyes changed color. Um, yeah, I'm. No, what you're talking about? That's really weird. 
Well. Anyways, um, let, let's see if we can yeah. go find Tobias. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, let's let's go get that taken care of. <laughs> All right. You start to head uh, towards the White Wolf Tavern. Um, uh, let's say, make me a perception check if I may. Perception? Yes, please. That one. <laughs> All right. Dwarf roll coming in clutch. Torvrol, as your guys are walking out, as you look into the uh, forward uh, mare Dwalden, you notice a long slender neck and a head break through the waves. And then retreat back into the water. Uh oh. Other than that, the the day seems pretty uh, normal. Uh, this, there's not much sun, uh, but what light there is coming through the clouds seems to be bright and welcoming and warming, most of all, in this frigid cold temperature. Um, you're making a path towards the white wolf tavern in the snow and each step is um, a little bit labored with some of the recently freshly fallen snow but you're able to make your way through just fine uh, as you get to the white wolf tavern um, anything you would like to do specifically Idana, did you see that creature out there on the on the lake Tobias was shouting about that yesterday, and I, I totally for, didn't believe him, but now I've seen it with my own eyes. I don't think it's a log this time. You saw something out in the water? Oh. Yeah. No, I didn't see anything. You oh. really must be seeing things. You say my eyes are blue, and now you're saying you see something weird out in the water. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I can't believe it. Tobias was right. I thought he was crazy yesterday. I mean, if he was talking about this thing, do you think he would have maybe gone to go see it? Well, he asked me if I wanted to go with him. I said we ought to get a boat and go on a fishing trip, and I kind of told him that no, I'd, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not about the boats. But I don't, th I think he, he would have, you know, wanted to go as a group to go get that. I mean, yeah. Um, well, I mean. You don't think he would have gone by himself, do you? I I don't think so. I mean, I I enjoy a good boat ride myself. Um, if there's something out there, though, I I'm not sure if I would want to go on the water. <laughs> um, let's check the tavern, and if he's not in there, we can go check her on the docks. What do you think? I think that sounds like a plan. Okay, uh, let's just pop in then. He's, he's not too hard to miss, so if we don't see his big fuzzy head in there, we'll head back out pretty quickly, no? Aye. And I'll just open the door to the tavern. 
As you open the door to the tavern, you're met with a familiar smell of stale alcohol, basic uh, cleaning uh, smells, uh, you know, chemicals and such from a new start to the day. Uh, you see that there are a few people in this tavern. Um, I shouldn't say people as much as creatures in this tavern. You see a half-elf um, sitting directly at the counter um, and you see a few dwarfs uh, sitting at a table. Um, you even see um, what was his name? Danith uh, sitting uh hiding kind of in a corner in a booth more or less not a booth but uh in, tucked away in the corner kind of resting his eyes keeping an eye on the uh entrance as people kind of walk in and out he seems to be kind of resting himself uh but no familiar faces besides the barkeep well he's not here do we want to go check the dots then i suppose He's not that stupid. Let's let's ask the bartender real quick. Just maybe if he's seen him poke his head in here. Hey, bartender, have you uh you seen Tobias floating around today? Hmm. Nope, I ain't seen too much. Not uh, since last night, as he kind of scratches his head and wipes some of the sweat from his forehead. Seems like another slow day here in Lonelywood. Yeah, let's go check the docks. Uh, thank you, bartender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he doesn't seem too, uh, too happy or too, uh, sad. He just seems like he's trying to get through the moment. Mm-hmm. So you guys head to the docks? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, you head to the docks. Um, you see the typical array of fishermen. You see a uh, elf, or excuse me, a half-elf walk up um, who's got very uh, fine black hair uh, pressed all the way to the back. Um, they have fine skin, um, hard to make out masculine or feminine features uh, as much as they are just half-elf as they uh, walk close to you on the dock and say oh um you must be the people that are here to uh, do some fishing for me excuse no. me no yes. no you're not we're... my fishers Talene no we're no hmm I've never met a or anything How, like that. What brings you to the dock? Can I offer you five copper for each knucklehead trout you catch? Um, no, I don't think so. We're we're just looking for our friend who is a fisherman. Have you seen a uh, Tobias uh, Ruffinland floating around anywhere? <laughs> if Tobias was here, then I would definitely have known. Uh, he is one of the greater fishermen of the Ten Towns area. 
Uh, I do not think he would be in this area, because he's mostly from Dugan's Hole, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, he came down with us. He, uh, he was real excited about going after that um, sea monster you got in your lake here. Who told you about that? Tobias? Yeah, Tobias did. Pretty sure he did, yeah. I guess it's now getting out there. I'm going to have to start offering more than five copper for Knucklehead with this creature out there. Uh, you all look like uh, handy individuals. You wanted to be up for a bit of uh, fishing excavation, would you? Not a um. not a big fan of the water, but. Once we track down Tobias, I'm sure he'll he'll definitely want to lend you a hand. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a uh, a deck keeper rather than a fisher. Oh, but you've been on boats then. Um, yes, I I definitely have been on boats. <laughs> well, if you ever change your mind, I'll double the points. I'll finally I'll give you a silver per knucklehead trout that you are able to pull out, but that is my best offer. Uh, I mean, I I don't even own a fishing pole, so I'm not sure what I can do for you there. But uh, thank you for the offer. Ah, oh, you just have wasted my morning, as Talene walks by kind of rudely, uh, not knocking your shoulder in an aggressive way, but in a passive-aggressive way, where they try to, like, step into you a little bit, but... They're not, there's not a lot of weight to Talene as they hit and they kind of walk forward and go back and they're just like, oh, yeah. Rude character. Um, Torvril, Adana, make me a perception check if you're looking out about the water the mare dueled on. Fitting in. 30-20. You're able to see a few fishing vessels out. Uh, this seems to be a... People seem to use net fishing more than anything when trying to catch knucklehead trout. It's maybe a little less dangerous, but not as efficient. Uh, weigh your options on that one. You see a few fishing vessels net fishing. Idana. Mm -hmm. Floating by the dock. You notice something familiar. Something that stands out. As you notice it more and more, you stare it down. It brings a brief glimpse of hope as you recognize it as Tobias's vest. How close is it to me? It's about 15 feet out away from the dock. Floating in the waves. Oh. Um... I'll activate my winged boots because I have those now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's and a thing. And I'll, I'll go out on the water 
and grab the vest. All right, so you step out. And then just come back. And with the winged boots, come back in. Uh, as you are gliding, you're almost flying each step lifted off into the air as you're like um, uh, basically, uh, yeah, walking on air more or less, picking up the vest and bringing it back onto the dock. Mm. Uh, rule. Hey, do you have something there? Yeah. And I'll just kind of drop the heavy, cold, wet vest onto the dock. Oh, no. Found Tobias. Gods, that idiot. What did he think he was doing? I don't know. I would have gotten on the boat with him. I really would have. I d oh. don't even know what to say. I mean, the, the, he saved my life. I. He was a. He was a good man. Um. I don't, I don't guess I know much of the, the customs around here for, for, maybe I do know, I don't know. Um, DM, would I know, like, burial customs for, like, the Ten Towns? Yeah, that would be a history check. Alright. Seven. Do you have advantage on that, since he's more or less from the area? <laughs> I like the way you uh, reason. Sure, we'll make it a 12. <laughs> so the 7, and you also rolled the 12, so I'll give you the 12, making it... You're able to know a bit of the customs of 10 towns, though some differ. Um, you know that if Tobias was going to want to go out any sort of way... Uh, I feel like <laughs> trying to slay a giant beast is probably ceremoniously enough for him. Okay. He didn't. He didn't have any family back down in Dugan's Hole, did he? I think he was by himself, if I remember right. I think he was. Oh God. Tobias, you, you bloody fool, you adventure-hungry man. Oh. Thank you for what you've done, I guess. It was... It was great while you were around. Yeah. He... I, I have my, I got no words, I don't, I don't even know. Do you want to go get a drink with me at the tavern? Oh, that's That sounds like a good idea. I'll lean back over, grabbing the vest, and just kind of heft it over my shoulder and start heading towards the tavern. Alrighty. Bring us back to the tavern here. Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's so many people. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you're able to get back to the tavern. Uh, you can position yourself uh, where you would like as I delete Nimsy and Tobias, unfortunately, from this map. Too soon. Uh, the barkeep comes up and he says, Oh, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't suspect if I, uh, I wouldn't be lying if I suspected that you guys would be back. Everyone comes back. Well, we found Tobias. More or less. We need oh. some drinks, please. Absolutely. Give us your hardest stuff you've got. That he, instead of going for the cake, turns around and goes for something under the table, pulls out a fine bottle. You recognize it, Idana. Mm -hmm. This kind of bottle would be found on pirate ships, often containing rum from tropical islands of the sword, off of the sword coast of Faerun. Uh, very hard liquor, very vanilla-y in flavor. Wonderful, hard to come by. Only See, now that's the stuff I'm looking for. <laughs> As he pulls out three uh, little shot glasses and pours some from this bottle, uh, you can tell the bottle has been only used slightly, a slight, uh, little bit dusty, in fact. But you recognize that silhouette of a woman and a crown as the Dark Duchess. I'm just immediately slamming that shot. Roll me a constitution. I'm going to roll one too, because I'm going to be right there with you. Okay. Eighth. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> we all fail. We're pretty tipsy. This stuff hits you hard in the morning. It's uh, It sends you to a good, uh, happy place where things kind of feel... Um, more lighter, more, uh, not as heavy, more, uh, like water coming off the feathers of a duck's back. Easy to go, easy to come. Um, it's good stuff. It flavors well. It reminds you, Idana, of maybe some of your pirating days, uh, mm -hmm. as you sailed on the boat. Uh, you, Torvrol taste it and it just reminds you I guess mostly of Neverwinter when you were able to get this kind of stuff that was in trade um, as the barkeep slams the drink and he puts it down and he says well I'll tell you what Dugan's hole is going to be a lot worse off without Tobias that's for sure I, I met their speaker and let me tell you he was, uh, not the brightest, not the brightest one. Oh, you mean Agra? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I once, I once watched Agra eat two live toads. Bloody disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the fact that, uh, Agra's a speaker speaks a lot of Dugan's Hole. 
But then they had someone like Tobias as he goes to pour out another round, uh, pouring each one of you guys another shot. Make me a constitution save if you're drinking. Slamming that again. That's an 11. Got a fitting. Okay, so the uh, Torvril, this one sits so much easier. You're back in your comfortable ways as you kind of feel nice and warm in your boots. Uh, almost as if you feel comforted by this drink, knowing that you're drinking to the name of the great and powerful Tobias Rufflin. Uh, Ivana, you, or excuse me, Idana, you are, uh, clearly drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you are definitely, uh, a little bit tipsy at this point. Um, but not in a horrible, I'm going to do something stupid, I'm acting out way, but in a way <laughs> that makes you remind yourself of when you used to recognize the boat or the world as something that would rock back and forth for days on end. Your reality was on a boat and how things would change and shift. It reminds you, it comforts you, is what I'm saying. Cool. So I've got a bit of the Jack Sparrow going on. <laughs> exactly. That's a great way to put it. You know, I mean, I tell you what, he, he sure did have a way with those ruins I saw saw him uh, make a polar bear bite another polar bear once that was that was very impressive oh yeah you're you're right and boy those bears were bloody stupid stupid big oafish creatures and man that oh that was good when we took care of them and and he he took care of us when when we fought when when we fought that, that dude on the roof. You you remember that? I do, I do remember that. Yeah. I think it was the same same trick with the polar bears, but he just took the damage himself for yeah. you. He he was he was a good man. I Oh God. As you say, he was a good man. The doors burst wide open, letting in a cold draft. It's startling. Uh, no one walks through it first. Uh, first, something odd. You see what looks to be a fur cloak? No, not a fur cloak. That couldn't be it. It's too large. Something furry until a figure walks through this tavern door. I'm going to blow it up. Um, Oro. Boy. If you would like to describe yourself for everyone as your grand entrance. So I am Oro. Oro Ebenhof. I'm a minotaur. Seven feet, four inches tall, 400 pounds, rippling muscle. Uh, a, uh, a large presence when I walk in. I uh, have three foot long horns on either side. 
that curl almost straight upwards. All black. White eyes. That's it. All right. Oro, you step into this room. I'm going to give you a little bit larger of a token as you burst through the cold, the chill, everything has been uh, freezing of your journey up until you found something familiar. Hopefully these townsfolk are a little more kinder than those of the ten towns that you've seen before as a minotaur who definitely is foreign to Icewind Dale. The fact that you're up here is blowing um, people's and creatures' minds. Even the barkeep, as you step forward, almost looks like he's taken aback. Uh, looks down at the bottle that has the Dark Duchess uh, insignia on it and almost looks like he's drunken too much as he sets, sets it down and looks at you. I, uh, I walk up to the bar. Uh, each, each step, make it down just a little bit. And uh, I sit next to this tiny, red-haired. Hi, <laughs> hey, you're a big old boy, aren't you? Yeah, you're small. You shot. What's a shot? Shot of some nice warm rum. <laughs> Good quick drink. We're What's drinking wrong? to a to a lost friend right now. Well, I can get behind that. Let's go. All right. Um, the barkeep kind of uh, what do you call it? Uh, almost stammers in a way as he like uh, uh, approaches in a scared manner as he slides one more drink down looking at you Minotaur not saying much just keeping a close eye on such a large creature that is barely able to fit into this establishment uh, he looks at you and he says uh, can I offer you anything more then just a shot here with uh, some friends of mine. Some some meat, you have it. Hmm. Yeah, I got some meat. As he goes to the back, grabs a pot of some uh, stewed. Uh, vegetables and there's some meat inside and he kind of walks forward and uh, sets it down and he says there's some meat in there uh, no, no utensil whole snout to find into the pot and just start stuff <laughs> as you're coping down make me a constitution save or excuse me a con yeah a constitution check is what I meant a check or a save? A check, please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so with the 21, that's fine. No, I wanted to know how much you were able to get down into your face and not down all around you, kind of making a mess. And that's fine. Uh, with a, You are able to pour it directly down your mom, more or less, uh, and 
get all of it uh, as the barkeep kind of looks back at Torvrol and Idana and um, sets the uh, rum back underneath the bar and um, and says how do you know it was him I'll just point at the vest this was his and I found it floating in the water and with talk of a big beastie in the water I can only assume that that is the way he went Mm -hmm. yeah it's taken a lot of people I've heard well, I'll tell you what. He was always close to me. Can I take that vest and hang it up there above my fireplace? Yes. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think that's a good way to honor him. We'll always pour a drink out to his name when we pour from this bottle. As he grabs the vest and hangs it up above the uh, fireplace, it starts to gather warmth to dry up, but it's uh, he keeps it in a spot that is nice in remembrance uh, to Tobias. Uh, you see him kind of come back to his normal chores going about. Uh, Torvrolidana... What do you want to say? Uh, do you want to say anything to Oro? So, Oro, what 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 brings you to town? I haven't seen a seen a Minotaur in the Tin Towns. Well, well, ever really. Well, uh, not not one show hand here. I landed here and don't remember most of them. Not every. So you just showed up here. There was no memory of how you got here. Well, no, there's there's some memory. Don't want to alarm. Okay, that's kind of how I got here too. I I showed up here. Not sure quite how was on a boat the boat crashed and I then was, I woke up here I was on a vessel it crashed and I and woke up here you were on an aircraft of the sort oh that's oh that's that's that's, that's pretty bloody cool wow I can't I just, say I've seen an aircraft I just, before I just looked down at the world and I think like is friend drunk I um yeah yeah <laughs> she she might have had a she might be a little bit I don't think she's too far gone but yeah I, I remember how I got here I walked y'all are a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> yeah I might be a bit of an idiot riding a boat into a icy wasteland but I mean if I, if I didn't ride that boat here I wouldn't be with you my friend I uh I put my hand on the bar and I'll lean harder did you just insult my little thing 
Well, I didn't mean anything by it, friend. I was just making conversation. But if you want to get your teeth knocked out, I'm the man to do it. Well, you'd have to reach me first. Barkeep uh, wants to step forward a little bit uh, and uh, say, please, um, listen, I'm, I'm all for people settling disputes outside my establishment, but I got a, I got more bigger uh, uh, fish to fry here. Uh, you said you crashed on a boat here as he looks to you, Donna. Yeah, I, I, I definitely did. I crashed and then I was here don't remember much more than that he picks that bottle back up that you recognize and he sets it back down onto the counter uh, and he says you didn't come from this boat did you would I know to not respond to that or am I too drunk and would just say it that's up to you that's up to me. Okay. Um. Well, it looks familiar. That's for sure. I've I've seen that around. Well, if uh, you uh, happen to know whereabouts that ship might be towards the Sea of Moving Ice out northwest, I'm paying 150 gold pieces for each one of the rum bottles you can bring home. To hear Lonelywood giving me something better than that good meat. Oh, odds if I was able to find that ship, I would probably be a dead woman. More dead than I am already, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. You probably couldn't have handled it. I mean, I've seen uh, the reports of uh, the explorers that have seen this bottle ship. Or this ship that has this bottle. That's how I came to it. I don't want to uh, trouble you none with such a hard task. That's, that's alright. Um, well, come on, Edonna. We can, we can handle that. Oh, no, that ship's at the bottom of the ocean now. I'm certain of that one. Actually, good thing about the Sea of Moving Ice is it's picked up that ship and moved it to the coast and crashed it upon itself. Layers and oh, layers it of ice. Oh, it's in the ice now, is it? You, uh... Oh. Between me and you, some of the bravest have tried, and many have failed. I've only gotten, and he pulls out one more fresh bottle, of that rum to have succeeded. Well, gods, if I've come across the ship, then... I mean, I might have to find some of those bottles. 150 pop for a bottle, that's... that's pretty good, but... And there's probably other things on that ship if it's still there. Uh, what do you know, think, Corporal? <laughs> I think I need money. I spent my last money on a potion that I gave to Tobias that's now floating at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> oh, I've got money. I've got potions. Don't worry, Tovril. I've got money. 
I've got all the bloody money that you think you might even need, and then some don't even worry about it. I feel like right now, you might tell me just about anything if I asked it of you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You Try me. Try, try me. Hmm. <laughs> Have you ever... snacked on somebody? Who wasn't fighting you? Oh gods, I don't think so. Not that I can remember, anyways. Oh, well, that's uh, that's some good news. You got any questions for Oral? I feel like this is gonna be a fun game here for a little bit until she starts to clear her head up. I uh, I want to ask her a question telepathically. Um, so I'm asking you who you're you. Sorry, say that again, you cut out a little. I'm asking you who you're drinking to. Ah. Uh, who, who, what? Did you just say that, big fella? I just look around. Say what? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, gods, that was weird. Um. Well, ah. Uh, whoever asked that, I'm drinking to my old buddy. Um. He's kind of dead now. His name was Tobias, and he was a very cool guy, and he saved my life. And he was a big man that liked fish. I, uh, I think you've had too much. Ah, I don't think so. Can I have another? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, another shot, though, is gonna cost you. That's fine, I can pay it. How much is it? Three gold. Oh, that's not a problem. Here's three gold. And I give him, like, five gold. Perfect. He pours <laughs> you a nice shot and slides right. it over to you and corks the bottle. Puts it back underneath. Taking, taking that next shot. Constitution? 22! You're back to your normal self. You feel like you could, you could currently jump on top of any sort of sea craft and steer it to wherever you choose. Uh, you are on top of the world. In fact, the world could be conquered at this very moment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that feels more like it. Mm. Did you just drink yourself sober? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do that, no? Out of all the crazy-ass shit that I've seen in this world, I thought <laughs> you, got, you got some fun tricks, and I, I'd love to watch them. Oh, stick around and you'll see all the fun bloody tricks that you could ever see. I'm full of them. I think we need to go out and do something, though, in, yeah. in honor of Tobias getting ourselves hammered. Well, what do you say we go uh, check out that shipwreck? There's also, there's also a group of demon worshippers we can go check out at some point, but oh, really? I don't think they're going anywhere. Interesting. They want to kill me, but 
I'm not too scared about that, so... As oh. long as they're focusing on trying to kill me, then we don't have to worry about them trying to kill other people. You mean, uh... Oh... As the bar can it keep uh, comes up and wants to say something, and then quickly turns around and is like, "Nope, nope, 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 not my conversation." Oh no! Come on, we're all friends here. We just shared a drink over a drink over uh, a good friend's death. So I think I think we're close enough now that we you can say whatever's on your mind. Um, Torvro, you've done some interesting things since you've been here. I'm gonna tell you, you go wrestling with them devil worshippers. That's the most uh, crazy thing I think I've seen anyone do. You know they worship the devil from the sixth hell. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. I, I'm not sure about that sixth hell devil, but is that a uh, is that like gruel? Do you know that barkeep? Mmm, I don't know too much. Sounded like. The people that worship like to keep to themselves, but the congregation seems to be growing. Yeah, I think we can probably numb that one down a little bit and maybe make Oral a little bit happier that there's not a competing god up here. Hmm, yeah. You know, anything to appease Oral, right? <laughs> As he goes back to trying to clean things up, you can tell that it was kind of a fake laughter. I, uh, I telepathically talk to Torvril. And I tell him I need to talk to him outside right now. Um, do I recognize that it's you, or am I, like, thinking I'm going crazy, too? <laughs> I mean, it's in my voice. It would be in okay. my voice. I'm giving, you an, I'm giving you a look, like... You it's are me. an interesting one. Alright. Let's go. Okay. You see... Oh. <laughs> Donna, you see Torvrol and Oro, uh, this new Minotaur folk, start to head out uh, quickly without saying too much. Uh, before I cut back to them, uh, the barkeep is going to look at you and say you know your eyes were blue last night see you're the second person to say that and I think that's really odd you know who else's eyes was blue the guy who sold me this bottle I think you got more than you're letting on I mean, I don't really understand why my eyes would be blue, but now that you say that, I can see where that weird connection might be coming from. Oh, uh, you know. I, and I think I might have gotten into something. Cards. Well, well, of course, you know, like I said, 150 for each bottle as he goes back to trying to serve some other people. Uh, Oro and Torvaral. What are you doing? Okay, so I'm glad I have you out here. Okay. I am not from here. I don't think. <laughs> what was your first clue? Uh, I've never seen snow. 
Well, that's pretty, isn't it? No, it's god awful. Oh. So, where do you think you're from? Are you are you from the hills? Is that? Oh, God, no, I'm not from the hills. Um, so, I was on a ship with some weird tentacle things, and it crashed here, wherever here is. And now I'm trying to get back home. Well, maybe we ought to go check out this crashed ship. Then I don't I don't know a lot about. Uh, they, 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 they had some things trapped on that ship that we don't want to worry ourselves with right now. Well, I mean, I think that both me and uh, Idana we're we're fairly capable people. What a, I mean, we can go scope it out at least, and you know, maybe make a quick buck. Uh, also, uh, maybe like find some clues as to where you're from and how to get you back there. I raise my voice in intimidation and uh, to tell him that we are not. Listen here, little one. We are not going to that ship. Roll me intimidation check. Ooh. Oh. With I'm intimidated. With a 22, it's hard to ignore this massive figure uh, assertively talking to you. All right, all right. I mean, or don't gotta get pushy about it. Okay, we won't go to this. We won't go to the ship then. Um. Do you think we can bring my friend out here? I, I'm not. Don't mean to. I, I don't know you that well, and I could use I could use her help here. So long as she's sobered up, it's fine. Yo, Donna, how sober you feeling? Ah, uh, better than earlier, that's for sure. Well, come on out here then. Okay. Uh, our friends wanted to have a chat, and I. I definitely would like to have your in input here all right okay you guys step outside uh, the clouds have kind of shifted uh, let's see what kind of percentage 74 uh, you can tell that it's probably going to start blizzard uh, conditions soon seems like we're about to get a lot of snow so why don't you tell uh you tell Idana here about the ship. Okay, so I came here on a flying ship with tentacle people, and it crashed. Tentacle people. Yeah, I don't know. Their faces had tentacles. Oh hmm. gods! Were they like octopus people? Sure, I get. I don't know where I'm from. They don't exist. Well, Where I think are you from? A beautiful city beautiful called Ravnica. City. Ravnica. Have I heard of that place, DM? Roll me a history check. Eleven. You know Ravnica is very, very, very far away, but... 
the lore, the politics, the creatures are foreign to you. Okay. Well, gods, that place is very far away. How? That's very weird that you're all the way out here. You're telling me. Yeah. Were you, like, kidnapped or something? Or did you come here of your own free will? Well, the last thing I remember is being in a, a war, a battle, uh -huh. and then waking up on that ship, and then ending up here. So you were a prisoner of war. That's no good. Well, I mean, if the Gruul have these fighting with them, I have to get back. Okay. Um, well, we can definitely take you there if you want. We can get this figured out for you. I just give Torval an eye. Like, I had just explained that we're not going back to the ship. <laughs> I think, I think he's, uh... He's not wanting to go back to that ship. That's what okay. I was proposing that a minute ago, and and he uh made it very clear it's not a good idea. Okay, uh, we can try figuring something else out then. But I don't know. That seems like it's the only lead. But if whatever these tentacle creatures might be are there, and you really don't want to deal with them, I can I can respect that. Um, do we want to go find my crashed ship instead? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's go. Let's go get a hundred and fifty dollars worth of liquor and see how much we can drink before we get it back. <laughs> Sounds like a fun idea to me. <laughs> Care to come along, Oro, and then maybe we can help you figure out your crashed ship problem eventually. Will there be fighting? Oh gods, yes. Then I'm in. Man let's, after my own heart. Let's stop back by Nimsy's place and just say goodbye to her real quick. I imagine wherever she's gotten off to, she's probably back by now. Probably. And then get on our way. Sounds good with me. So I will start leading the way back to uh, Nimsy's house. As you make your way back there, you start to see a crowd of people gathered around the familiar house. Uh-oh. What's going on here? You see the kids holding close to the uh, living maid that served you breakfast as she recognizes your faces Torvaral and Idana uh, and she kind of uh, ushers kind of beckons you through the crowd to come closer all moving closer yep as you're able to sort your way you have to push through a few uh, line of people a few lines of people um, that have gathered as you do, you start to see some blood on the snow from the outside leading closer to the side of the house uh, towards the back. Uh, the maid comes closer 
and she says, Did you know? Did either of you know? Know what? what? And the kids, uh, it's hard to make out her next words through the kids crying. Uh, But she just says, Around the back. I'll go look around the back. Likewise. Around the back of the house, you see the trail of blood lead from the side of the house to the back, out by the kitchen. Nimsy huddles, body, throat cut, splayed out. From one side, there is a very sharp ice piece sticking out. Oh, God. When did this happen? I... I have no idea. Well, what happened last night? So, I left, and everybody was here. And I came back, and nobody was here. I mean, I, I just went to bed. I... Um... I, I just, I went to bed, I had some cookies and tea, and then went to bed. I don't know what we do. We need to find, I'm... That is I'm, I'm... where you're at, uh, currently. Idana. Yes. I don't mean to sound. I'm just concerned because the knife and the blue eyes and the same kind of killings that were happening before, and yesterday you had the blue eyes. Are you okay? I mean, I think I am. I I didn't kill her. If you're implying that. Make me a charisma check. Me? Idana. Oh, crap. Charisma check or charisma saving throw? Charisma check. 19. You believe those own words of yours. Okay. I mean, if, if you don't believe me, you're... I'm sure you've got, like... A truth spell or something? Isn't isn't like zone of truth something? I I remember studying about that. You you can cast that on me if you want. I I didn't kill her. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. It's I guess I thought we had stopped the murders. I mean, I really had thought that when we stopped that that one feller, that it was gonna be all all okay. I mean. Say it is this knife. I'll just I... get rid of it. Okay, I. But then maybe somebody else finds that knife. We'll throw it in the bloody lake then. No one will find it then. We'll go to the very edge of the dock and I'll throw it as far as I can. I mean, if you think that's a good idea. I mean, it is. It's. 
It's the only idea I can think of. My... My old crewmate, he... He had the knife, and then I picked it up, and you're saying... I had blue eyes, and now she's dead. But I know I didn't kill her. Yeah, see, that's the How thing. How loud are I... you talking right now? Not very loud. I'm just okay. talking so only Torporal <laughs> can hear me. Okay, there is a crowd of people. Just remember that. Not yeah, no. too far away from you. <laughs> I am talking so Torporal could only hear me. Okay. So, Inanna. Yeah. Does Oro hear any of this? Because I'm still in the crowd. Do I hear anything at all? Make me a perception check, Oro. At this point, you mostly hear rumors murmuring about the crowd. Nothing uh, from the two people that you met at the tavern. I, uh, I feel like I am an outsider right now, uh, and I know two people. So I'm going to get myself closer to those two people. Makes sense. And almost, almost kind of join the conversation, even though I have no idea what the hell's going on. So uh, as you start to make your way forward, you have about, I'll give you five seconds until uh, Oro steps into hearing range. What would you like to say within those five seconds? Are you... Oral's coming. Um, better shut up about it, but yeah, let's just get rid of the knife and see what happens then. Sounds good with me. Boom. Oro, you're in the conversation. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, oh. hi. Uh, so... That's, that's, that's a dead person. Yeah, uh, we were staying with her last night, and now she's dead. Inside so that's check. not good. Uh, yes, uh, you can do an insight check. Who are you inciting? Adana. Adana, with your insight, uh, you can tell that she is telling the truth. She stayed with uh, this corpse uh, last night. Uh, you are able to confirm that with uh, Tor uh, Torvrol's body language and expression at the moment. You... Uh, seem to believe the companions are not trying to lie to you at this moment. Well, how though? Did she end up dead then? That's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah, I... We have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. I just realized something else. Um, so, she was talking to you about Kelvin's car and where her husband disappeared. But you might not even remember that. <laughs> so just like the assassin thing. Uh -huh. Oh, that's true. Yep. Well, uh, beans. I would have stopped you before that. <laughs> well, uh... All I know is there's money to be made. I don't know who the hell this whatever this is and uh we should get going because it looks bad that you two whispering over here with a crowd back behind us uh yeah that makes sense um yeah let's let's head off um mimsy you were a kind lady and i appreciated your cookies 
Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh gosh. <laughs> Her eyes turn blue instantly. Twenty-two. You remember everything. Oh, holy shit! Oh no! I'm just gonna freeze where I'm standing, and just like my mouth is just hanging open. Uh, does anything change about her, DM? No. Just, like. The grayness of her skin is a drain a little bit. She left gray. She's <laughs> hella gray. Um, oh, All you can tell is that she, in this moment, looking at this corpse, is not happy. Okay, okay. But nothing physically changes about her that we could catch on in case, like, maybe we could read into that. Uh, with that, I would say... Oro... You would take a insight with a disadvantage. Uh, Torv roll, you would do an insight with advantage. Uh, 11. Where are you? There you are. 19. Oro with an 11. You seem to think that she... Uh, that Donna has rarely seen dead bodies before by maybe by the way she's reacting but other than that it's just a assumption and you're not quite sure it's hard to get a read on this situation there's a lot of death in the area Torvril with a 19 you can tell that she's deep in thought What's going on, Idana? Wait. Please. What? Sorry. We 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 need to step away. Okay. Okay. Um I guess we start away from the crowd. Yeah, I'm just I'm quickly pushing through the crowd. As you're making your way through the crowd, you start to hear speakers assaulted, speakers dead. Two speakers have now been targeted and attacked. People are starting to lose their faith in the system. Now that it's changing, they're starting to lose faith in the entire system of Ten Towns. You get away from the crowd. Um, Toro, can I have a word with you? Hi. Oro, it'll be, uh, just a moment, please. I, uh, I step away. I am back to whispering with Toro, and I'm gonna just kind of lean over. Um, we really need to get rid of this knife. Okay, so we throw it in the lake. Mm-hmm. Um... God damn it all. Ugh. Oh, bro. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yes. I think... I think I may have done this. No, it's not I think. I, I know I did this. But not of my own free will. 
Um. Oh no. Yeah, we. Uh. We need to get rid of this knife. The dream comes crashing back into your memory, Donna. Rhymedy. Do I know where that spirit wanted me to go? You can almost make out footprints in the snow, beckoning you to follow. I can stop um. this. If it's the, it's the dagger that's doing this to you, that's making this happen. I can, mm -hmm. I can stop this for you. I can cast a great restoration spell and get this evil out of you. How do I feel right now about that DM? Do I want him to do that? Or is the dagger having some sort of persuasion upon me? Make me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, farts. Well, that's a nine. And that's an eleven. That's a nine. Nine. Nine is what I rolled. With a nine, you are appalled at the very suggestion that he would even ask you to question your values. Um. You know, I. Uh, see, this is tricky. Total. I don't think a greater restoration would do me any good. I... I don't know. Well, there's no harm in trying, and with that I'm gonna like touch her shoulder and go ahead and cast it anyways. Okay. Uh, post it in chat for me. Um, let me. I'm gonna look up in the compendium because I don't actually have it yet since it's from the charm of restoration from the the Doomy Jiggers. Okay. Hmm. I think from the Chewingus. Yeah, the Chewingers. I'm gonna roll that. Oh, an 85 in a percentile. How do I post this now? <laughs> I think if you just click it. Click it. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up, but it's not letting me. It's Maybe a, you can just copy it, and paste you it. You know what? The spell. Yeah. I'll just. I, I can look it up. The what I need to know. I think I already know. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a. Uh, that's. Uh, one curse, including the target's mm -hmm. attunement to a cursed magic item. Donna, mm -hmm. with the touch of his hand on your shoulder, you feel the pain, the cries of hundreds of people bearing into your soul, oh. crying out for help, pleading for you to show them mercy as you take that knife and you raise it towards Torvril. Torvril, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no! Oh god, oh god I oh have no, no decks. I have no decks. Uh, 14. Uh, 
Do does Oro see any of this? No. Not at all. Not yet. Torvrol, you see this ice knife coming to you. As it starts to reach slowly towards your throat, you're trying to get out of the way, but you lose your step. The snow is too thick as it comes closer and shatters just before it hits your throat. In your hand, Idana, you look down. You hear the cries of a hundred souls. And then in the distance, you see Ravison. That same glare, those black eyes start to fix on you. You start to feel dread, but not like a normal dread, like an eternal dread. Something like you've pissed off a deity who now controls your soul and is damning you. For disobeying what they have done, you feel dread for the first time in your life like this it eats at your very core it hurts you fall to the ground as you start to hear uh, everyone Oro, Torvrol, Idana you start to hear screams from people around you as they cry out people starting to run and that's when you see a large white moose covered in blood walking towards this house it looks up you recognize the eyes as they're glowing blue the same blue that your eyes once glue glowed Idana the same eyes that you have seen Torvarol Oro, you see this giant moose in a silk white stained with blood all over from the maiming of people that it had uh, moved through, I guess, it, as it's killed people, basically, is what I'm saying. As it killed people coming up to Lonelywood. Uh, what are you guys doing? I would like to rage. Sit. All right. Let me. You know what? Uh, this red dot here. Let me bring you here. Let's let's bring all your tokens here. I'm gonna bring out what I'm looking for. Hey. Oh, I'm massive. <laughs> Big boy. This is called the awakened white moose. Oh dear. Oh no. This is who you're facing. As it walks up towards you, speaking in common, much as uh, the plesiosaur once did. Looking at you directly, Adidana. You have disappointed so many people why do you reject Ravison I didn't cast the spell nor did I think that I was going to get it oh gods do you know how much death 
must be answered for this sin. Oh, Ro, what did you do? Uh, I just, I just casted Greater Restoration. The white moose Think looks at the crowd of people and looks at you as the crowd of people kind of near the body hiding by the house. It looks back to you, uh, Idana, and says, Why do they fear their mortality so? I mean, it's a fleeting thing. I've experienced that firsthand. That's how uh, I got here today. Without accepting death, are you really accepting life? Human? Halfling? Dwarves? Are you all that f afraid? I mean, I walk on the fence of it, so... That's a hard question to ask me. I'm neither alive nor dead. I do not fear death. The moose looks right at you, Oro. You shall. You shall. It charges directly at you. I would uh, like to charge back if I can. All right. Let me get you guys rolling initiative here. Oh, gosh. Of course second. I got on that one. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to re-roll that to the 20 that I rolled. I'm going to kick this down to that. All right. Let me change our music. Let's get things going here, shall we? We're about to uh, find out a little bit about the lore of uh, Icewind Dell as you're coming through some awakened creatures who clearly dislike the fact that you have broken the spell. All right. So the awakened white moose that is bloodied uh, from all the different creatures that it's slain on its way up to Lonely Woods since it has been pissed off after breaking this spell. It charges directly uh, at, I guess, Oro. Step in the front if you don't mind. Because you are moving forward. I'll give you that at least. I'll, I'll hit you first. It charges... Um, from about 35 feet uh, straight towards you as it takes its antlers dropping down. First is the multi-attack of the antler hits. Uh, 17 and a 26. Uh, that's a critical 26, by the way. Um, oh, gosh. So the 17 is not hit. The 26 does. Yeah, that crit does, doesn't it? Uh, so I need to roll 4d8 plus 4. Oof. So 14 damage 
seven because I'm raging. Okay, perfect, perfect. I like it. You're able to withstand this moose as it charges, hits you. You kind of take the pain back and the power as you're with this uh, uh, resisting. However, the moose is sure-footed in snow, pushing you back. Make me a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right, and I am raging, so I get to make an advantage on those. Yep, that's perfect. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, DM, it looks like he also rolled D4s there instead of D8s for the damage. Oh, yeah, he, wrote, he wrote four D4s, though? The two D8s, I don't know. Are you trying to roll? I don't know what you're trying to roll damage. Yeah, it should be four D8s, and I rolled four D4s, excuse me. So 18 is what the damage should have been. Yeah, so nine. Yeah, you critical hit with your strength as uh, both you almost... I don't want to say give away. You almost feel like you're losing your traction, but you find it and you push back on this white moose. Powered, big, large, but it is exactly what you've been craving. A battle worth you, Oro. All right, my turn now? It is exactly your turn. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, I am raging. I am going to reckless attack. Okay. Uh, so advantage on my, my attack rolls. Okay. And I'm just going to hit this thing with my, my great axe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't even need it. Wow. That's another nat 20. Oh my up. gosh. Um, so... Make sure, make sure it's doing this correctly because it should be double the dice on the Divine Fury because it's 1d6, so it should be 2d6. Okay. Uh, and I think it only did 1d6. Looks yeah, like. it only did the 1d6. So I will throw out another 1d6 real quick. Nice. So give me uh, a total. So, yeah, what? I'm slow at math, sorry. 14 plus 14, 28. Yep, there you go, 28 damage good grief wow why are you doing that to my moose yo (laughs) this thing was supposed to terrorize the town (laughs) all right so you do Uh, some serious 28 damage to this moose and Uh, i would like to push you if i can uh this Okay, so hammering horns immediately after you hit a creature with a melee attack. As a part of the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action attempt to shove the target with your horns. Okay, yeah. Must be within five feet of you. No more than one size larger than you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like it. succeed on a uh, DC of 14 great saving throw I got a 20 well I don't do anything to you okay that's fair 
Uh, so uh, <laughs> we kind of lock horns, uh, the Waken White Moose and you. Lock horns. This battle is exciting you, Oros. Finally, you get to Ten Towns. You get to this area after being trapped in, uh, what did you describe it, type of ship? Uh, alienish. Alienish type of ship that is very, very alien to this area. Something that would bring a Minotaur to this area definitely has to be alien. You're finding something that's worth your fight in this area, uh, Lonelywood town. Uh, that brings us to Torvro. All right, um, I'm gonna emboldening bond, um, Idana and Oro. And then I'm going to bonus action cast a spiritual weapon okay. and uh, drop it on my moose. Okay. Oh, nice. You should have control of your spiritual weapon. Put it swung for a uh, 26 to hit. Yeah, 26 hits. Oops, I didn't mean to swing again. I need to click the button. There we go. That's what I'm to do. Only six force damage. Ooh, they're giant. That's fun. We're gonna keep them giant. Because they're the scales of justice for Torvril, the director of the human lottery that happens at Ten Towns. We're gonna keep them giant just for you. Celebrity. <laughs> so, um, both hit. So roll me damage on both. Uh, it was just one of them. Uh, six. Six. Okay. And that's it. That brings us to you, Idana, at this moment. Uh, you see the white moose has locked horns with Oro as they're both competing uh, strength against strength, stamina against stamina, dexterity against de dexterity as they're just trying to see who is going to give out first. Uh, you had seen Torvril uh, cast his spiritual weapon, his scales of justice, uh, to hit this uh, awakened white moose as it absorbed the blows really without uh, any sort of, um, I guess, pain behind it. Uh, it's able to shrug it off, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What are you going to do? Um, so I'm assuming I'm prone still, correct? Yeah. Since I fell down earlier from the shock and horror of it all. Uh, you know what? I'll allow you to stand up. Okay. I'm a nice person. Very cool. Merciful DM. Yes. Um, how far away is this moose from me? I would say about 25 uh, feet away. 25 feet? Okay. Um, can I get behind it? Like, right... As if the moose were, like, an accurate size. I would be, like, right here. Oro would be closer. Um... And I want to swing at it with my rapier. Okay. 
Doesn't hit. Super not gonna hit. Okay. Um. And then I'm gonna back away the rest of my movement, which is 10 feet with the disengage. Okay. That will be the end of that. Brings us back to the awakened white moose, who's currently locked with Oro. Uh, been hit by many different attacks. It's going to use an action to break free of this lock against a 22 strength. Give me a uh, DC check of strength uh, Oro against a 22. See if he's back yet. Are you he back? He might not be. If that's the case, then I'm going to take advantage of the situation and break free from it and start <laughs> to flee. Uh, you can both make an attack, spiritual weapon and uh, Idana, as the creature starts to flee past you this way. Okay. Woof. You won. Misses. Let me get to my actions. 16? Okay. And I probably wouldn't have that sneak attack since right. it's running fast. Five. So that's just the five. Okay, it's going to start using the rest of its motion or uh, movement to get out of this area as it runs the blood trailing underneath you start to see a handful of other woodland creatures starting to come out from the houses uh, that's when you start to place the sounds of screams that have started to fill the air as awakened creatures of all sorts and types have started to burn through lonely wood wreaking havoc and starting to attack the citizens you see oh different things from foxes to rabbits to owls birds uh even a bear at one point crosses the way as it goes to cause destruction um hopefully oro comes back and we can switch to him as the white moose takes off well it seems to be a long ways away I would uh, say you're probably about 60 feet away. I'm 60. I'm 60 feet away. Okay. Uh, then, if that's the case, I am taking my action move and my dash action to reach this moves. Okay. That's 60 feet. That would be right up on You get up on the smoose. Okay. Uh, after... Quick. Put this here. That. 
immediately after you use the dash action on your turn, make one melee attack with your horn as a bonus action. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. The 17 hit that moose. It does. He takes 12 damage. It is finally bloodied. Just as like you no, hit no, it. No, big white baby. <laughs> Just as you hit this moose, you start to see the other types of creatures that have started to build up in the area, noticing Oops. Oh, oh. <laughs> One. That's a really big polar bear. Here. A polar bear and a brown bear make their way out of the re uh, other houses after making a meal of some of the citizens of Lonelywood. Ring it. They notice you. They look. And in unison, in common, speak out to you, Oro. You are not welcome here. I respond back. I never wanted to be here. I want to like, run off my back and do a sweet somersault flip and stab something. That's about what I'm planning. <laughs> okay. Poor Torval with his 25 feet of movement. He's going to be back there for a while. Yeah, and like spiritual weapon, I think only moves like 20 feet per turn, so I'm just yep. gonna be like, I'm coming, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll go Torbril. Uh, what's next? Um, yeah, I am gonna use my bonus action to move this, uh, my scales like 20, 20 feet. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like. Can I get to the moose? So this is where they were at. Will that be enough to get to the moose, or are they. It's probably oh, yeah. just before the moose, cause you're about Oro was away. right here. Yeah. So if I'm like, would you say that that? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And then I will move my uh, 25 feet, and then I think I should be able to. Let me just pick the range on this real quick. Bum 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 bum. Does that show the range on here? Yeah, it does. I'm going to uh, shoot a guiding bolt at. Um, Oh, and my totally just, you know, missed, because that's cool. That's fine. I don't do anything. <laughs> I waste a spell slot. <laughs> Not going to hit, unfortunately, Torvril. I'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor short friend. Hey, Donna. Alright, I'm gonna do exactly what Oro was talking about. I am going to move my 35 feet, jump up over Oro's back, and try and stab this moose. Okay. Dirty 20. Of course that hits. And that will be with the sneak attack, since Oro is underneath me, so that is 15 <laughs> damage. Lovely. As you slice down onto this, as you basically run up, jump off of the back of Oro, you're able to do a 
smooth. Uh, yeah, basic. How would you describe it? I don't need to describe this. You're, you're a, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm basically just lunging up over Oro's back, using him as a very helpful ramp, and just coming down onto the moose and just stabbing it like between the shoulders. Lovely. So you hit it between the shoulders as you drop to the side of it. Um, I guess towards the front side uh, as uh, you hit down the moose takes all of it looks at you uh, displeased almost like it's not caring about the pain as much as it cares about how disappointed your actions are to the ultimate deity of Oriel brings us to I'm going to pull the polar bear up towards you Oro it's going to make the first attack with a bite which is an 18 and then a uh, claws which is a 10 the bite just hits the claws do not okay it's going to do 10 damage five got it okay yep go ahead and subtract what you need to that brings us to the brown bear let me see why that's not coming up yeah same thing bite is a nine claws is a 21 uh idana as it moves forward towards you i imagine the bite doesn't do anything but the claws do yeah armor class of 14 okay so the claws hit that's 11 damage the moose sees this battle looking at you Oro starts to take one of its hooves up front the right side and starts to dig like it's about to charge but instead of charging uh, you're too close it just bears its horns antlers down onto you uh, trying to hit both an 11 and an 8 uh, not doing a single thing as it tries to take advantage of you uh, we're going to compete with strength saving throws once again I got oh Oro I got a 19 but you just came in here not even playing around with a crit 20 throw me to the side Yeah, is it my turn now? Yes, it is, Oro. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Well, I want to hit this moose because he's really ticked me off. <laughs> uh, I didn't say reckless, so never mind. It doesn't hit. Does not hit. Uh, that's it. That's all I can do. Oro, as you swing down... Uh, you're able to combat this moose's uh, forward advancement as it tries to bully you, more or less, to give up the ground. But you fight it back. You uh, swing your great axe, missing it, but you still have your ground. Torvaral, what are you going to do? Um, well, I'm going to... Real quick, don't forget about your uh, D4. I don't think that would have helped you there, but... Um... You, you do have that D4 from the emboldening bomb? Yes, oh, please actually use that. 
can make all the difference. Oh, it does! A 13 just hits. Well then, okay. That's so gonna be a uh, 16 damage. It takes all 16 damage. Heck yeah! Torvo is the freaking man. <laughs> Thank you, Torvo. Woo! All right. Uh, speaking of Torvrol, you are able to go on your turn. Thank you for reminding us of the D4. So, um, gonna move my scales. I guess they don't have to worry about getting attacked. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I can hit on this uh, moose dude. So we will uh, swing for... Where is it? There's my button. A 20 to hit. Hits. And that will be seven force damage. Okay. I'm gonna move my dude up a little bit. You have officially mortaled this moose. I'm gonna toll the dead. So that how oh, spell save DC fifteen um, against wisdom. Fourteen. Okay, so it takes one D twelve necrotic. Do your damage. Eleven. <laughs> oh man, you just cool. You just told the dead to this awaken the moose as it falls into the streets. Uh, you're able to kill it. That's some moose boost right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Torfrol? Mm, nope, that's about it. Alrighty, Donna. Alright. Um, I'm gonna try and bite this bear. You got you got a real thing for biting bears, yo. I do got a thing for bite bears. <laughs> bite that That's bear. only an eight, Not though. gonna happen. <laughs> but maybe that D4 will come in clutch? Twelve? Actually, let me see here. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, 12 hits. That yes. four is absolute. <laughs> I bite the bear. And I will regain four points of life as I suck the blood from this bear. All and right. I am just up on its, like, lower throat just going for it. <laughs> so I bite it, and then I'm gonna back up a little ways. And that will be my turn. So the brown bear, after getting bit, is going to cry out and look at you, Idana, mm -hmm. as it starts to kind of whimper and, and, and cry. You could have been so much more then dead as it charges for you uh huh first with a bite that's a 25 second with oh a claws that's a 22 uh, oh my taking gosh a total of 21 damage oh, oh owie <laughs> I am bloodied <laughs> Uh, 
All right, bite for bite. Uh, that yeah. brings us to Polar Bear, who's going to swipe at you, Oro. First with a bite, that's a nine. And then a critical 20. That is 30 damage. That's nothing. I cut in half, that's 15. Okay, Lowest. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> good thing the thing cuts in half. I was worried about saying that number. So good. Cuts in half. You got 15 extra da or 15 damage on top of you from this polar bear as it tries to bite and uh, tear down at you. Let me make sure the polar bear doesn't have... But I think okay, no, it doesn't knock you prone. Okay, uh, that brings us back to the top of the turn order. That's you, Oro. Uh, well, I'm gonna beat the crap out of this polar bear, and you just smack the shit out of me. <laughs> Do it. The 23 hit. Oh yes, it does. Uh, take 17 points of damage, and I. Want to hammering horn? So uh, let me get that strength saving throw from that bear. <laughs> Not often do people challenge a bear to strength. They got a ten. Uh, he does not succeed. It's a fourteen DC. Okay. So I push him ten feet away from me. There we go. Just making some room. <laughs> then I'm actually gonna step in between Adana and the bear now. Okay. Since I no longer have a polar bear on my ass. Torvrol, you see this giant, uh, you see this minotaur basically manhandle this polar bear after getting hit with a ton of damage and then taking the damage like it was nothing, shoving the polar bear back, stepping in the way of another brown bear. What are you going to do? I'm deciding that fighting him outside the bar was definitely not a good idea. <laughs> um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to come running over here to Idana and uh, bomb a piece, sir. Um, which is 2d6 plus my wisdom modifier uh, healing. Oh, good. So 7 plus 5, so that's 12. Okay. I will gladly take that. And then, um, I guess the scales are already on this polar bear, so they're not going to move. They'll just take their swing. And swing for a 15 hit. Hits. And that will be 7 force damage. Okay. And that'll do it for my turn. Polar bear is bloodied. Idana, what are you doing in this moment? Um, golly. Um, how is Oro doing? Just out of curiosity. Like, Health-wise? Yeah. Uh, I am at half health, but I'm taking half damage from everything, so good. Okay, so you're doing all right. Um, I am going to take out my short bow and shoot at this brown bear in front of me. Okay. A 
11. I'm going to try rolling that D4. 13 again. Hits. And that should have the sneak attack since Oro is in front of me. So that is 15 damage, I think. 15 yeah, damage. 15. Hits it. It is now bloodied. Okay. And I will stay right where I am. That'll be it for me. All right. That brings us to the polar bear's turn, who's going to, uh, after being shoved back 10 feet, decide that they're going to make a break for it. Heading towards the direction as all the other uh, awakened creatures that have started to stir up trouble in Lonely Wood. The foxes, the hares, the birds, uh, the other bears. Um, as he starts to take off, heading out, he is now about 45 feet away. The brown bear directly in front of you, Oro, is going to finish this battle. First with a bite, that's a 25. Second is a 22. He hits on both. That's 20 total, so the, what is that, 10? Mm-hmm. Brings us back to you, Oro. Uh, well, I'm, I'm obviously Minotaur's uh, arrogant, and uh, we get into a fight, we get pissed off. Um, I don't. I don't like seeing this old bear trying to escape like the moose. So, uh, I'm going to charge at him. Uh, I'll take the attack of opportunity from uh, the brown bear. Okay. So roll your attack against me. That's a twenty-three to hit. Sure does. Twelve. So six. Gosh, I might die for the dash again. <laughs> um. Okay, so I've got to this bear now. So uh, I'm going to go and rush him. I had to dash and get there. Okay. So uh, just a does a twenty-two hit. I would love to say twenty-six, but <laughs> uh, twenty-two does hit. You take is that nine fourteen point damage. This polar bear is barely standing up at this moment. You are able to gash and gnaw and tear at him with your horns, flipping this bear down to its side to where it's barely alive, Oro. That's my turn. Torvro. Alright, um, move the scales on down here, um, and they'll go ahead and take their swing on this brown bear. Okay. Uh, 25 yes. to hit. Hits. <laughs> and 10 force damage. And then I'm going to move my character to go get in melee with this bear. Um, to help Edana so she can get sneak attack. 
Okay. You have mortaled this bear, just so you know. I'm going to um, just swing with my uh, warhammer here. For <laughs> Hits. Uh, five bludgeoning. Kills. This brown bear in front of you. How do you do it? Uh, well, so first the scales are gonna like knock his head to the side, and then just like a ping pong ball, I'm coming around with the warhammer on the other side, and just like <laughs> crushes the side of his head. As you do, the bear cries out uh, in its uh, roar, but you are able to silence this bear quickly as it hits the ground. Uh, Idana, after seeing this brown bear uh, killed directly in front of Torvoral, what are you going to do? How far away is the polar bear? About 45 feet. Yep, about 45. 45 feet. Oh. I'll move my 35 feet. And I am going to try shooting at this polar bear with my short bow. Okay. 23. It's good grief. Oh my so goodness. six, and since my buddy is right up on that polar bear, that sneak attack, I assume, would apply, so that would be 12 damage. As you kill this polar bear, the last thing it says to you, Ravison, we'll see you soon. As you kill this polar bear, driving it down life escapes it. You guys are out of initiative. Oh. The rage wears off and I collapse to the ground a little bit. A little tired. Yeah, that. That's what I yep. do. Alright. Oh. I'm gonna tap you on the shoulder here and just uh, do a real quick... Well, why isn't this going? Boop. Come on. Go. I don't know why Cure Wounds is not going in chat. I'm clicking on it. <laughs> it's going to pop up here in like three seconds. Like, like three of them. Let me yeah. start clicking it here. Oops, that was... Uh, I mean, it's, it's whatever, I'm just going to roll it like the normal way. Yeah, that Are sounds good. Who oh, are you giving no. the Cure Wounds to? Um, uh, I'm giving it to uh, Oro. Okay. So 12. Yep. I'll take it. I uh, feel, feel much better. I stand up, towering over this dwarf. Pat him on the head. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was interesting. Oh, Torvro, what have you done? <laughs> what you, have I done? You kind idiot. Ugh. You know, breaking a curse doesn't always have good things that come from it. And now here we are. People are dead. 
People were going to be dead anyways if we didn't break the curse. Oh, less people would have been dead. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I cannot imagine that there's good plans for all the people living in Tin Pounds. Like, under this Ravison's reign. There's so this we need to do something about this. You don't just go against a god like that. Cards I even <laughs> I was saying that to poor Nimsy last night. Gods get what they want. Well, they didn't kill us just now, so we've shown that we can at least stand up to them. I sheer dumb luck, that's for sure. And a big-ass bull. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, DM. Yes? Can I see Ravison anywhere? Make me a perception check. Nat 20. <laughs> you do see Ravison. In fact, Ravison seems to be leading all those animals that have now started to flee from Lonelywood as they make their way north-east into the woods, deep into the Lonelywood woods. As you see, the only tracks that you can really make out are that left over by the Frost Druid. Well, we have an option here to go after Ravison and try and get this taken care of and over with. Or we can bite the proverbial bullet and have what will come upon us come upon us. Or we can just go about our merry business and just do whatever we want and well i hope nothing comes when it does we we are in the middle of a town full of dead people mm -hmm. with no way to explain that to anyone nope so i say we go kill the son of a bitch that did it and get the fuck out of here yeah i don't think the people here will like us much anymore after that I don't know. I think they might appreciate us having put a stop to it. I'm not sure if they realize the reason that they they came in the first place. So. Well, they were targeting us. I think they were targeting everybody, and we just happened to be the ones that were able to put up a fight. I don't know. We should get this taken care of, though. And I'll just start heading towards those footprints and try and follow them. Make me a wisdom saving throw with each step you take, Edana. Many. Oh, that's an at one. Oh, oh no. Her eyes go blue. First step I take. 
the first step, normal. Second step, just fine. Third step, the cold doesn't bother you. Fourth step, you feel empowered to keep pursuing. Fifth step, your eyes have turned back to the blue. And the ice knife is back in your hip pocket. Gosh. You start to move forward. And with that, we're going to end tonight's session. Oh, oh I no. <laughs> I want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, here at the CritCast podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the CritCast pod. Instagram is the CritCast Podcast, Facebook at CritCast. And then if you have anything you want to send us, any emails, anything like that, you can always reach us at CritCastPodcast at gmail.com. We always look forward to hearing from our fans. And uh, do you guys want to say goodnight? Good night? Good night. Or good day or whenever you listen. And Torval is uh, talking, but not. not <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, well, good night, people. That's all I got. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for joining us here at the CritCast Podcast, where we upload every Wednesday uh, new episodes of Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, we're an actual play podcast. So come and join us as we keep going through Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We hope to see you next week. <laughs>